What's up, Energy Fam? This is Justin, and welcome back to another episode of Wicked Energy with JG. My goal with each episode is to deconstruct the minds of today's energy thought leaders to uncover their framework and tools used in their journeys of providing energy to the world. So sit back, relax, and remember that everything you see around you requires some form of energy. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here in Zoom land with my man, Stuart Turley. I'm sure anyone who's out there has either heard his voice, seen his face, uh, heard him talk about several things, whether it's geopolitics, energy, you name it. He's talked about it. He's he's lived it. Uh, he's president and CEO of the Sandstone Group and fellow podcast host of the Daily Energy Show and several others. Stu, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, like I said, you're involved with a lot of different media outlets, a lot of different podcasts, but what 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 all are you doing right now? Because I, I was clicking around and, and it just seems like your face pops up just about everywhere. So why don't you Uh-oh. share with the group what 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 in a good way? Uh, what's keeping you busy, man? What 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 all are you doing right now? Well, first I want to give you a shout out. Oh my goodness, I have been following you. I love everything you are doing. Uh, oh, Justin, you are just one of the cool guys out in the energy, and someday I want to grow up to be like you. Uh, I'm humbled to hear that, man. Thank you so much. Uh, more importantly, I just want to have your hair. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day about it and, um, you know, I'm 37. So again, I still have several years left, but there's a lot of folks my age that have lost a lot of it. Uh, I started going gray when I was like 18 and I always told people I'd rather go gray than bald and nothing wrong with bald folks. I mean, I got right. some, there's some studs out there, like including yourself that <laughs> a little thin, but man, you wear it well. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, it's like, why do I wear a hat? And even when I go golfing, most people wear hats. I don't. Um, and the only yeah. reason I'm wearing a hat right now is because I, I, I literally, I got up, went to the gym and I've been so slammed this week and I was catching up and I didn't have any chance to shower. So it's, I'm still in gym mode uh, since like 5 a.m. this morning, but uh, that's just the world Fantastic. we live in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Well, uh, uh, I'll tell you, I uh, just as a side note, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, everything I've got going on right now. Uh, Michael Tanner has uh, been a big part of my podcasting career. He is an absolute hoot. As He's a hilarious. Young mo- he is, isn't he? I, uh, so real quick and not to cut you off, yep. but I am. Uh, I, cool. when you, when you guys used to do, uh, three, uh, oil and gas 360, I yep. loved the, uh, cause it, it, it was, it's actually kind of what got me interested in just consuming more like real time energy news. Right. And I followed along and then I, I forget what happened. Maybe it was COVID or something. I don't know. Anyway, but like yeah. for a long time, I was an advocate listener and I actually reached out to, to Tanner. Um, yep. and I was like, Mike, I'm like, dude, I would love to have you on my podcast. And I think just he was busy and then we just never really right. made it happen. But again, I, I do really like his energy and he just brings yes. such a good vibe to, to the conversation. Uh, oh. And he's, yeah, he's dialed in. I, I love it. Um, and I, I absolutely love Michael Tanner. Uh, don't tell him that. Um, but when, when okay. he, the mix between an old dog and a young dog, I mean, he is cool. School of Minds. School of Mines, uh, master's degree. The mm. kid knows his stuff uh, yeah. with oil and gas. He and I helped, uh, like PDC, get their uh, first uh, oil and gas leases in Colorado using our tool. The oh, kid wow. is brilliant. Um, and then we also got into the fundraising uh, for oil and gas firms. And so okay. I would not have a company without Michael Tanner. And, uh, so he and I just fit off of each other. And Justin, this <laughs> past week, I get really upset by the offshore wind industry okay. and, you know, all the dead whales are showing up everywhere. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and, and so Michael goes, kill the whales. I don't care. And I'm like, no, you can't kill the whales, Michael. No. So I mean, we just have so much fun picking on each other. Man, that's good. Well, I can appreciate that the no filter, right? I mean, he's 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 going to tell you how he feels, and I think there's, yep. you know, a lot of people are, are are a little shy to do that, but I respect it. You know, what I mean, at least you know where you stand uh, oh, yeah. on that. And actually, don't you have on one of your websites uh, uh, an offshore wind uh, turbine on or a turbine on your? on your yep. as your header so it's yep. kind of fitting <laughs> well um 
I here's this brings up a great point, Justin, and that is my belief is to get the lowest kilowatt per hour to everyone on the planet mm. with the least amount of impact on the environment and sustainable. How do yeah. you define that? You got to use wind, solar, nuclear, oil, gas. You got to mm -hmm. not print money. And that brings up, you know, what the people we printed so much money with the Porculus bill, the infrastructure uh, or the Inflation Reduction Act and everything mm. else. Inflation, can't, you cannot sustain renewable energy trying to attach it to the grid. You mm. attach it to the grid. And Meredith uh, Angwin, have you ever interviewed Meredith? I have not. No, I'll hook you up. She is a great mm -hmm. lady. And she is, uh, she wrote a book, uh, Shorten the Grid. And okay. uh, uh, she really talks about the grid. And ERCOT has billions of dollars of incoming lines for the grid. But as soon as you put one wind farm on a grid, you have to buy 180 times. Right now for the grid load balancing, you have to put 20%. That's just the old standard. Let's say, uh, here's your coal fire, here's your nuclear, here's your natural gas, add 20%. Okay. Poof. I even, I went to OSU, uh, Justin. So, you know, yeah. I could figure out 20%. So <laughs> when you, when you sit back and kind of go there, it is. now, as soon as you add, because of the flexibility of renewables, it's 180 times on top of that. So everybody that's saying wind and solar is cheaper, wind and solar is cheaper, you got to add 180 wind towers for that one wind tower in order to be able to do it, in order to be able to get it in there. So that's why uh, Texas just authorized all those billions to put in that gas uh, energy. This episode of our podcast is sponsored by 10X Technologies. Pushing the boundaries of science, 10X is innovating the future of the oil and gas industry with their proprietary materials-based technology solutions. With cutting-edge products like NanoClear, custom-designed nanofluids engineered to maximize production of new completions and rejuvenate existing wells, 10X is driving a revolution in oil extraction. Meet MicroHold, a specially engineered microparticle slurry that optimizes frac efficiency, props microfracs, and triggers far-field diversion. Every well, every time, sees the benefits. And if you're worried about frac hits, 10X has you covered with NoHit, an innovative technology that mitigates frac hits via in-situ pressurization reaction. It's protection where you need it most. Then there's Sandbond, a sand consolidation chemical solution that's just another example of 10X's commitment to practical field-ready solutions. And let's not forget about Siraflow, Greener, cost-effective proprietary blends designed to banish paraffin issues once and for all. That's 10X, where innovation meets application in the oil and gas industry. Find out more about their groundbreaking solutions at 10xtechnologies.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Interesting. No, I, I didn't know that. And I, I you know, I, I live and breathe rig count and, and, and you yeah. know, unconventional activity. But I do try and at least keep an arm's length on what's going on on that side. And actually it was interesting because I was looking this morning and, and I'm, I'm so proud of, of Texas. You're in Dallas, right? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just, again, I'm a Canadian, but I'm proud to say I'm a Texan now. Um, <laughs> looking at, um, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of us here now, but, uh, um, you know, looking at, I was curious about ERCOT and, and the grid, uh, you know, so, cause I look at the dashboard every once in a while, but I hadn't looked at it for a long time. Right. And I was curious what was making up a lot of our energy supply here in Texas, especially during this drought or this this heat wave that we've had. Right. All I, I can say, you know, big shout out to Texas and all the energy producers. Right. Um, you know, right now, just for uh for reference, we've got and if this is last updated about two minutes ago, we've got solar generating 12 uh point six gigawatts, we've got wind generating 10.4 hydro. Uh, power storage has some, I didn't even know that's at 447 megawatts, um, natural gas. Can you guess on how much we're producing on that front? I have not off the top of my head. Shoot. A lot more. It's we're sitting at 53, uh, yes. gigawatts. So, which is makes up for about 40% of, um, uh, of the power generation going on right now. And we have not had blackouts or at least that I'm aware of 
during this entire time. And so I just think that's, that's something to be proud of as a state. I was in Midland yes. this week. It was a hundred freaking thousand degrees out. Yeah, uh, but I'm of in course it was that, right now and it's hot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was actually, I was in a customer's office and they're a large publicly traded company. I'm sure you could name a couple. And right. we were sitting there in the middle of a meeting and this is the funniest thing. So we're sitting in a meeting. We're about to wrap it up. It's a pretty intense meeting. Yep. And all of a sudden, and we there was it was inside the office building, and so the uh, the 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 power went out or like the lights went off, and so we're like, oh, heat wave, it's it finally oh. hit, and uh, so yeah, we're sitting there in the dark. So of course, we open the door; it's still pretty dark. We've got our flashlight or our phones, right. flashlights. But you know, us, you know, on the in the drilling world, like you can't just say, oh, we'll just carry on. Like we just kept the meeting going. We had things yep. lit up, and we had to keep, you know, we had to get get to the to the solution. And yep. uh, I think a reservoir guy came in. He said. You guys are still in this meeting. It's been dark for 10 minutes. And we're like, yeah, I mean, we we got we this is important stuff we're talking about. Like we're drilling right. a well right now. And he's like, Well, no wonder your wells are all zigzagging all over the place. You guys have meetings in the dark, you know. And it just if you're in the moment, it was just it was good, it's just good humor. Um, but uh, so I think Midland maybe had some blackouts or they had a little bit of challenge there, but but for the most part. Texas has done a great job. I think we've had the, the hottest June in a long time, if not forever. And, so, uh, yeah, it's been cool. Justin, you nailed it. And, and Texas has uh, uh, two nukes, I believe. It's 4%, I believe, of our uh, power. We have wind. We have solar. We have coal. You know, you got everything in the mix. Mm -hmm. And I love Texas. I love me some Texacans. I love the oil and gas rig uh, guys out there. They're a hoot. I absolutely love our Texas uh, oil and gas workers. They mm. are uh, the almost the last cowboys out there, if you would. Yeah. But, hey, you know, I got one for you, though. All I have to do is hold my uh, uh, iPhone up, shine it against my head, and then, you know, for your podcast listeners, I'm slightly bald, and I just <laughs> okay. would reflect into the meeting, and we'd have a we'd yeah. solve the whole problem. Right, we'd have almost like one of those uh, lights that they have at the stadiums, just shining down on us. It would, it would light You'd up. You'd have whole a suntan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, yeah, it's been hot. Um, and so, Stu, are you originally from the Dallas area, or where are you from? No, um, uh, my dad was in the military, and uh, so uh, actually graduated high school in uh, upstate New York, right ah. next to Canada, and uh, yeah. loved me some hockey. Played hockey, okay. and uh, oh, he did. Oh yeah, I got no no teeth. <laughs> because of hockey? Oh yeah. I mean think holy about shit, it. man. Yeah, you yeah. so you're a true hockey player. That's uh no, I, like I was that. the That's... worst player out there. Uh, coaches <laughs> okay. they take out twelve and I'd hobble over on my skis and not, now I could fight, but oh my gosh, that is too funny, man. Do you follow hockey much right now? Uh, obviously the uh, season's Dallas over. Stars. Right? Uh, that's about it. So Okay. Gotcha. So then how long have you been here in Texas? Um, only a couple of years. I actually lived in Oklahoma and uh, covered the U.S. with most of my jobs, either Intel uh, or other. So uh, I'm half Okie, half Texas, and I can barely talk. <laughs> well, I can understand you. Don't worry. Well, if I need to use some AI uh, tool to recalibrate your voice, I could do that. But uh, okay. I don't think I'm going to need to because most people probably uh you know talk to to folks like you on a regular basis so so it's it's no worries there uh so i'm curious Stu. i mean again you've been pretty heavy in the media space reporting right. on energy news um and have done a fabulous job at it i mean have you well, has you. that always been something have you always been in the media space sort of to some degree because no, um, i don't looking at your history it doesn't look like it no, um, I got my start uh, with RFIP uh, in the oil and gas space. We did uh, 1800 pads for BHP in the uh, automated, in the uh, intelligent well pad. And so uh -huh. then we did a bunch for Devon, did a bunch for uh, up in Wyoming for One Oak and all these others. And man, I loved it. You know, you sit there and you bring high speed uh, wireless, you bring all this to the pad and the company man stand there. If he can get Netflix, it passes. No Go kidding. Yeah, that's a good litmus it, test. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because his guys got to be able to watch Netflix on the rig. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> but uh, you, you sit back and I, and then all the towers and everything else for Eric's. And then I got hired over at Intercom. Love, loved Intercom. Had a great time there. And Intercom yeah. was the one with the um, oil and gas investors. 
So I got to deal with CEOs and investors and everything else. And they had oil and gas 360. Well, mm -hmm. I had a blast with oil and gas 360. Um, it was so good that uh, even Reuters was paying to be on it. And so, you know, wow. uh, you could, you could search Justin on oil and gas research. You could just search news and uh, oil. And, it would, it would be right up there over Reuters. Uh, and then when you would do, I had it running so well that Michael and I started our podcast there and we were getting 25,000 views a show uh, oh, when you were listening good. to it. So, um, since then, uh, we are getting between 20,000 and 60,000 on energynewsbeat.com uh, a day now. So, uh, it, it's really crazy. I can hit a story and I'll see it light up around the world and that kind of stuff. We're in 85 countries on our podcast right now. And Man, so that is so cool. Good for you. We're not we're not a Mark Lacour. Uh, I may be better looking than Mark Lacour, <laughs> but uh, he he is at a million already, million eight, I think, on his downloads. Yeah, and, I think cumulatively, or maybe just only guess this week. Uh, yeah, but yeah. No, I mean he's again. That's he's out of the park. Yeah, yeah we're no, gonna. They've done a great job. Yeah, we're uh, our little group is going to be a million downloads. But if you want to look at impressions. Because we, uh, Justin, we uh, we take, I, I just love thought leadership. And that's why I want to grow up to be like you. <laughs> thought Jesus. leadership is important. And we take the podcast, we drop it to our news site. We mm -hmm. then funnel it out. We transcribe it. We put the whole transcription there. We we I have my whole team link the stories in there, and then we link it everywhere else. And then we funnel it out to all the socials. And yeah. Michael and I just got banned on TikTok. You what? can't buy this kind of entertainment. I, I mean, it it's like wow. uh, I was not wearing a speedo. I swear, it was not <laughs> me dancing. You were doing speedo. a TikTok challenge, <laughs> and they like eating Tide Pods or something crazy. Oh no. <laughs> it was uh we were talking about killing the whales you know and and renewable energy yeah. and, you know that TikTok shit lights is, up on their radar for sure oh yeah i can imagine and, so but you, you know what chinese china wouldn't give a shit anyways i don't feel oh no, like. yeah so i was even teasing michael and i said Weird. so if you want to kill the whales you're going to be eating my dad always taught me you eat what you kill so oh, yeah. if you're out killing the whales michael you might as well go eat them so yeah Maybe that's what got us kicked off TikTok. But it, and <laughs> I've seen a lot worse, man. That's crazy. Oh yeah, and, and so when you sit back and think, um, censorship is coming around the corner even worse. Justin, think so? Oh, you have. No I'm not idea disagreeing. I just I'm curious to hear more. Well, if you think about it, um, Google is censoring and shutting us down because. Um, we had 4 million um, impressions a month at 360 on our ad system. So I know a little bit about how to get Google out there. Mm. We are having a lot. I can also tell when we're getting shadow banned on it, on things and Google is not behaving nicely. So Google is not happy with the oil and gas space. So Google is shutting down things for oil and gas search. And if you're not nice to renewables, you will get shut down and, and squelched. Jeez. It's yeah, going to get worse as people there. There's a, a, um, an awakening coming with the ESG and the investments uh, and the awakening coming up that renewable energy is technologically not capable yet of sustaining a hundred percent of a grid. Just not, can't do it. So, there, Google and all and LinkedIn, LinkedIn is censoring a bunch, mm. so uh, it's going to get worse as the left folks start realizing they're losing more and more control. When a wolf is in the corner, he starts getting all angry and everything, and he starts chewing. So, but so you bring up some good points, dude. I'm curious. You know, we you mentioned not being nice to renewables. Why why would someone not like say on one side of the fence not be nice to renewables? Like, like why is well, that even happening? Well, I I don't care, and that goes back to Justin. What I just said, I want everyone in the world to have the lowest cost kilowatt per hour. 
mm-hmm. who has the highest kilowatt per hour in the U.S. I believe it's California. California. Yeah. And I believe they're around 28 cents a kilowatt hour. I believe Texas is around the 12. Oh, yeah. Well, is this uh, pan out? What about Germany? Germany is the most expensive energy. And then they have uh, entrusted all of their uh, natural gas into uh, Putin. We saw how that went for them. Yeah. And businesses are leaving Europe because of the lack of energy. The lack of energy is ruining the entire economy. So you have the economy, you have everything else coming down. And Justin, it all revolves around there. Let me ask this. I'm going to spin this around for you. Yeah. What do you think the Fed can do for inflation in the U.S.? What they can do for inflation to help drive it down? Yeah. Well, you I mean, they have any controls? Uh, I would imagine, I mean, besides messing around with interest rates, uh, not, yep. re- I mean, I think honestly getting, you know, better access to, to everything would put, yeah. likely be helpful. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of things we do that are, that are in, inflationary in, in nature, yep. obviously st- trying to stimulate the economy, but open up private markets and, and allow people to, you know, create abundant amount of, of energy, you know, yep. and doing it the right way, which I think a lot of oil and gas companies are making huge efforts and strides yes. doing so, especially here in North America and Europe for that matter. Oh yeah, they are. Um, so the Fed cannot change inflation because the billion, trillions printed. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to get out of an inflationary thing, and you, uh, this is like you've heard it here second. So everybody on Wicked Energy, just get a pen and paper. <laughs> get your energy policies fixed is the only way the U.S. is going to be able to get out of some serious inflation coming around the corner. So that means we need to get low-cost natural gas across the entire United States. Right now, California imports theirs from Canada. Love me, Canada. Love me some Canada. Um, But nobody can sing the Canadian national anthem except for, oh, Canada. And then then they just, you never. Our home and late of NAD. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) nobody else sings along. It's like OSU. You know, uh, nobody can sing the OSU fight song. And all we hear is OSU. And then. So we took it from Canada. But if (laughs) if you sit back and take a look, There is nothing the Fed or the Biden administration can do to fix inflation unless they fix the power and the energy policies. The only way to lower energy costs, natural gas, nuclear is going to take too much time. Modular nukes should be the way to go so that it's more attractive for investors. Then you have coal. Coal is taking off again. I wrote yeah. a, two or three years ago, Justin, the numbers were there. My young beloved partner, Michael Tanner had, we all had these reports and everything. The more we go renewable, the more fossil fuels we will use. Mm-hmm. It is, that is, I would, I don't want to call it Turley's law. I'd have to call it Turley Tanner law <laughs> instead of what Moore's law or any of those others. And it, yeah. and it is true. Hmm. No, it's so, that's that's an interesting top. Hold on. Um, am I just gonna shut this door? My kids got home, and so it's oh, very loud. Yay. Bear with me. <laughs> okay, and we're back. I, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Am I zigzagging too much? No, no, you're totally fine. Trust me. Okay. This is yeah, I'm this is not fun. Hollywood. This is yeah, this is good. Just okay. roll with it. Uh, but it's so again, Stu. So it's an interesting conversation. I think there's uh, unfortunately you know, the, the loudest ones are the most extreme, right? But when you, when we look at most folks that I've had on the podcast and even talk, have talked to that have had a, a longstanding career uh, in whether it be wind or solar, um, right. hydro, it's it's a firm belief that I think everyone understands it's going to take the the all of the above mentality. Right. And being in, in oil and gas, again, I, I 100% yeah. support it. Like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to see that we have, had the discipline 
uh, to control our spending to, to finally, you know, I mean, even though when oil was at like a hundred plus dollars a barrel, we didn't right. see people add a ton of rigs. Isn't we might've, if they had the capacity to do so, um, which is a whole nother topic of conversation, right. we didn't have the people nor the equipment and nor enough, uh, on the supply side for, for all everything right. to actually ramp up services. But it's, you know, I, I think the discipline is there and, and the, the challenge I see if we were to just open up the floodgates and drill, 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 right. I mean, they, they're already talking about inventories, uh, tier one acreage, and a lot of companies besides a handful of them in the Permian right. are already starting to lean into some of their non-core acreage, uh, to which then there's some, there's some stuff out there showing that peak demand or peak supply out of the Permian is going to be reached here in the next 12 to 18 months. So that's right. That can be, that can be kind of scary unless we see some technological advancements because that could put right. some turmoil in the markets, which then do we have to rely on people who don't produce sustainably? Likely so, because the demand's going to be there yep. regardless. Oh, yeah. And uh, you bring up some great points. Uh, did, was it BP that just announced that they've got new technology they're rolling out? Not BP. Um, it was Exxon, I think. Sorry, Exxon yeah. is rolling out some stuff in the uh, Permian for new technology. Yeah, and they I, were bragging okay. about it, being able to say that they could double production out of it. And I love that yeah. idea, Justin, because their way that article was reading was that they would be able to go back through and do reworks. And I oh, love I see. You're talking about doing a bunch of refract work, I think yes. is what it was. And, yeah. And so they're saying their new technology is going to be able to make another oil boom out of the Permian by refracts. Now, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see geothermal come out of, I mean, the oil guys, greatest guys on the planet. Okay. First you got your Marines kind of like Mark LaCour. Then you yeah. got, you know, the, the uh, uh, Cowboys and you got the roughnecks right here. Cowboys yeah. and roughnecks right in that same pile. Um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> That's okay. But no, we were talking about sort of, you know, revamping you, oh, you know, oh, about uh, Exxon's geo technology and, and hopefully seeing another shale boom if they can do that. Geothermal, our, that's our right. That's great. Our great, great drilling hands, our oil field service guys know how to drill. Let's turn them on to some geothermal. I don't know much about that area yet. I, I don't know a, a lot about it. I during grad school, we I did some projects on it. And so I, I know a little bit enough to know that the economics are tough. Um mm -hmm. it's it's you know, when you look at it from an investment perspective, I don't know, you know, based off certain you know, people's investment criteria. I don't know if it right. hits a lot of the marks. So I think a lot of it would likely come from government initiatives. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking through speculation and sort of some assumptions, yeah. but I, I just don't think there's a good investment uh, basis for a lot of geothermal. I think it's there. Right. I know a lot of the drilling is, is slow, uh, you know, and depending on where it is, like there was talks about doing some more geothermal here in the U S converting old wells, abandoned wells into geothermal, right. but I just think that the, the payback the period and the cost. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think the economics make a lot of sense for a bunch of right. like private money to get poured into there. So right. yeah, again, maybe it'd be cool to have someone else speak on that, um, you know, to, to elaborate, but, uh, but you're right. to your point, I mean, it's again, it, it makes sense, right? Like why wouldn't right. we do more geothermal? Again, I don't know enough about the space, but uh, that's know. technology. I think, Justin, I'm all in on spending money for tech, energy tech. Mm -hmm. Now, let me throw this at you because uh, I got another passion for the homeless. Like I, I said, yeah. why? Let me ask you this. Why is it that the Western companies or countries, the G7 in particular, try to shove energy new energy policy for solar for wind when it's more expensive we all know wind and solar is more expensive look at the countries that have implemented it look at where it is it is more expensive i mean it's just the way it is are Why you talking are about on a per kilowatt hour like oh yeah production okay yeah, yeah i know so uh, and i know sort of but i think so if you have you ever looked at lazard's um uh, levelized cost of energy. I have to go look at it. Uh, tell okay. Me it's something uh, when you get a chance to look at it, cause that's okay. often debated and I don't know enough about it, but I know where you're going with that. And so, right. I, you know, keep, keep going on where you're at. Cause like to your point, 
like you're you're very favorable in and lowest cost of supply for for right. energy. So that's as the bottom you continue, line. And, yeah. and 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 so if you put in uh, storage, storage is not cheap. And then let's talk about renewable. Okay, solar, uh, renewable and sustainable has to be recyclable. Now, why are we shoving down uh, people's throats in Africa higher? They have lots of natural gas. Why don't we teach them how to use and sell them high new technology that will burn natural gas at a low cost with the least amount of impact? And then let's take a look at Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is using their profits to build Big H2O plants, they're uh, they're building all these others. So they're using their uh, information and their profits so they can go green. That's the way to do it. Fund mm -hmm. your stuff and the consumers are not paying for it. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it, it does. And uh, yeah. actually, and, and the, the African people, this one gets me, the International Monetary Fund will only loan money to countries on and let on if it's renewable only hey mm. that one gets me even worked up because they have high interest rates and then it's like it's worse than the mob why wow. are we treating africa worse than the mob mm. that could be a new book yeah no it's it's an interesting conversation and and uh i, I didn't realize and i forget which part of africa it is but uh, I had ran into some folks. This was a few months ago, uh, right. one evening in there from, and I want to say it was maybe it was Mozambique. Uh, but anyway, they, they, I didn't realize how much natural gas some parts of Africa have. And I think actually have just as much as like the, Mar just as much reserves as say like at the Marcellus shale. And I'd have to do yes. some fact checking, but I do remember I wrote a post on it, um, which is kind of eye opening. And, and again, yep. it's like, why not leverage your natural resources? And then talking to Thank the folks, you it's right it's like it's under your feet why not leverage it um but i think a lot of it too comes down to just a lot of political turmoil and a lot right. of uh which again i know you you like okay. discussing a lot of that space but it's just there's so many parts of the world that why are, are we selling are them wind farms justin why are we <laughs> selling them wind farms when okay let's back up i i, I love talking to you because i got about 19 i keep thinking all these different things and everything else but let it spill let it spill hey Wind farms, it takes infrastructure in order to get it there. Texas, we spent billions in West Texas. I'm sitting here in Abilene right now. You can go out there and look at all them pretty wind farms. A lot of time, they're not moving. Mm. So when you spend billions in order to get that hooked up, I think it was $3.5 I think. I'll have to fact check myself. To get those transmission lines, to get them to... Uh, east uh, east texas so think about that in transmission lines versus transmission lines in a natural gas facility think about how much power 3.3.5 billion dollars would electrify towns get hmm. power everything else to africa if they were natural gas oh you see where i'm going with that yeah yeah Let's talk sustainable. Mm -hmm. This is a little fact that I just saw the other day. By 2035, 20, 2035, I think it's either, I have to go look at it here. I'm, I just pushed it out on a video. By mm -hmm. 2035, the re, uh, solar panels in the junkyards will be more toxic than all of the nuclear waste in the world. Okay, hmm. here's why. The United States is not recycling any of our solar panels. Not. We're shipping them to poor countries. And they're going all of those toxic materials are going into um bad, bad we're ruining other countries by disposing of these uh, renewable energy. Nobody's talking about that. And it drives me nuts. How about hmm. the wind farms? We're, we've got all these graveyards for those blades and the lead is leaking out of it. 
uh, Justin, I, I've been doing a lot of research on this. No, it's just okay. and the, the thirty the everybody says, oh, wind farm is going to last thirty years. How long do you think a wind farm is going to last? Man, I think that yeah, the life cycle from what I understood was around thirty to forty years. I thought. Mm. Meantime, between failure and economics is now less than eight. And I, that's mm. all the number it you finding the numbers is brutal, but after looking at all these different areas and bringing in data, I got folks that know data. Uh, me, I have to use my fingers since I did go to <laughs> issue, but you take a look at the meantime between failure and how much oil and gas and diesel and steel and cement those things don't reach carbon net zero until 10 years. So let's take 10 years. So after 10 years, you think you got 20 years of net zero um, electricity being generated. Mm -hmm. Let's start rolling back into where the tax credits end. They start ending at eight years. They start ending at nine. They start there. So all of a sudden, the electricity and the maintenance, let's start talking maintenance. The maintenance on these things, each wind turbine takes over 80 gallons of uh, oil. And that's why you see so many of them burning up. The maintenance on those bad dogs is expensive. Mm. So, when does this thing become no longer fiscally responsible? The numbers are showing eight years. Interesting. Hmm. Why are we doing this now, Justin, Hawaii, I think is great because they have to import everything that you do. Yeah. Pay the extra to go solar, pay the extra to go wind, but make sure you have a way to recycle these things. Make sure yeah. that there is a way we're polluting the world. And that drives me nuts. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I it's, but again, I think it's important to note. And one thing that, you know, in talking about this is I, I just hope that a lot of these challenges that you're presenting to, to me and the, in the audience, hopefully people are working on resolving those because the reality yes. is like, let's say, let's say, you know, looking, I was talking about ERCOT earlier, if we were to eliminate solar wind, and just look at how much natural gas it would take. Um, we would likely be ending using way more coal, way more natural gas, right. which the supply may, I mean, natural gas, we're sitting on an abundance of it. But the reality is, is like, it'd be good to get those problems resolved to, right. to be able to help with some, maybe some base load power. Because again, I think if we look at it from a, like a holistic right. perspective, we can't just rely on oil and natural gas. We have to have I, these other ones in place. So, I so agree. again, but- but I think these are challenges that exist. And because I don't play in that sandbox every single day, I'm sure someone out there that does is like, but wait, yeah. Stu, we've got a solution for that, but it's coming. I mean, those are just the things that I would yeah. love to hear more about. But again, I'm I'm such, I'm kind of pigeonholed in my little bubble with oil and gas. So I'm trying to learn more because I right. always think it's the key to, to I think, some, some wisdom. And uh, Ray Dalio says it best is you have to be radically open-minded. So I'm optimistic in that, a lot of these challenges that Radically you're talking about. open-minded. I like that. Yeah. And it's always important to consider what you don't know rather than what you think you know is true. And so I always <laughs> try and have that mindset because the reality is like, I think people understand it. And yes, energy policy, I think there needs to be a huge overhaul. But but at the end of the day, there's finite minerals, there's finite oil, there's right. finite gas. So we have to figure out a way to like use it in the best manner possible. And if that means yep. getting a little bit more supply from wind, solar, whatever, and right. if they can come and solve these problems, because I mean, right. think of how many people don't have access to, to clean running water, let alone electricity, exactly. it's going to take it all. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, we all yeah. have to work together. And in nuclear is, I think one of the key things Wind, solar, uh, yeah. we all agree, everything needs to happen, but let's mm -hmm. do it. And Justin, you yeah, are so important to education, education and discussion. You are phenomenal in what you do, bringing forward topics. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still, you know, you see me stalking you out in your front yard. I'm always wanting to no. be like you hang. I want to touch no. the screen. <laughs> no, you man. do exactly what we need. And that is 
share and teach people how to be podcast hosts. You teach them, you teach, I mean, uh, working with OGGN. Mark LaCour does such a fabulous job working with everybody. Education mm -hmm. is probably the only way we're going to get to the next side. And it's 100%. all about education and having your own communication channel so you don't get um, stifled. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned education. It's super, I mean, again, it's critical, right? Because ultimately yep. education leads to better decision-making, which hopefully leads to better policy, better voting, all the rest of it. But right. uh, I, I'm I'm curious from your perspective on that is, you know, and actually into speaking of that is education. I mean, a lot of people now, you know, back, let's call it 10 years ago, and rightfully right. so, most people got their news from whether it be Fox, CNN, other right. news outlets. And again, I don't want to get in the debate of news outlets and which one's better or worse. But the reality right. is, is nowadays, you've seen a pretty significant shift. I get a lot of my news off of Twitter, which exactly I've tried to yes. find credible, cre credible folks who, you know, right. like who, who, who speak on the facts, the numbers. Um, and I think a lot more people are leaning in towards people who they trust. Again, Think of Joe Rogan. Right. How much influence and how much has he educated folks on oh, health? And yeah. again, whether you like him or not is it's it's besides the point. But the way we consume information and then therefore make decisions based off the information that we right. are consuming, I think, and hopefully, is becoming less about headline reading and news and like public right. news outlets, and more towards trusted resources like Substack podcasts. is wonderful. Substack. Yeah. Another great yes. example of that. So to your point, I think, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, I don't want to start a podcast. Just, there's already flooded, but even if you can help educate or, or influence a few people, I mean, that's a huge win. Right. And so it's, yeah. I don't get too caught up on, you know, again, I applaud you. I don't have near the number of downloads you do, but I have a core group of folks who follow along and you, I mean, oh, come on. it's good. Uh, I'm a, I'm a peon in the world. I'm a, I'm a, I sit on the game on the, on the bench on the game of life compared to you. Oh, when, no, no. when we sit back and, and take a look, education, you're doing it. Mark's doing it. That's the big thing. Let's talk to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, people that just so, oh, it's a hundred percent renewable drive me nuts or it's a hundred percent oil guys. Let's throw yeah. all that stuff on the side, but yeah, no, it's, um, uh, but so, so Stu, I do want to take a, a quick pivot here. Cause I'm very okay. curious. Um, you, you, uh, again, talk a little bit about sandstone group share share what that is because i i've seen it pop up i've not done a lot of research but when you go to your linkedin that's uh obviously right. front and center so can you talk a little bit about what that is oh you bet thanks uh and thanks for asking sandstone uh, we're uh, a small startup that michael and i uh, have been working on and we've got doctors we've got uh medical uh we've got oil and gas and uh, we've done everything from uh, raise money and uh, we've increased patient counts. We've helped uh, support, you know, that. And it all starts with thought leadership. The model okay. that I really was working on uh, over the years is thought leadership. You drop it to one spot, your website, and then you fan it out. Well, we happen to build such a good machine it now works on any market. So that market, oh. when we build a machine and in four months, we brought one group in with uh, investment. Uh, uh, that first wave came in four months, 17 million brought in, and then it helped build the backbone. And then the other manager came in and he notched it up to about 75 million. So hmm. our machine though, allows to go across anything else and so it it is uh i love helping people and all of my other employees do one thing and that is they work all my other stuff so i can be a podcast host <laughs> i love it <laughs> okay so when you so you're talking about you, you mentioned raising money with current interest rates and in, in that landscape has it been really challenging lately or what what is that well of it's kind of funny you say that um and I love uh, oil and gas, oil and gas investing. Uh, it's all about who you find. And not all EMP operators are, not all oil and gas deals are good. That's why Michael Tanner 
comes into play and when he looks at some of the deals he can see the offset wells he can yeah. see how you know the whole area we can see if it is you know what field it's in what uh if it's in the san andreas if it's this if it's that you know mm -hmm. he he can tell everything we work out the numbers so we can assess deals we'll take okay. a look at the deal we take a look at the operator and that way we can help the investor just say, hey, here's some due diligence for you on that. What mm -hmm. I'm finding, though, is we also have a real estate news uh, website. Same thing. We're spinning up our podcast for real estate. Nice. And people are bailing out of real estate because of, let's take San Francisco. Uh, I believe they're down to 42% occupancy in downtown san francisco people Jeez. are leaving the millennials are leaving california and so people are looking at getting out of real estate well you can 1031 exchange mm -hmm. into real estate and from real estate into oil and gas having oil and gas and through royalties and then you can then put it into the other emp funds there's a way to then all of a sudden have that reoccurring revenue without having the, the doors and the toilets, you know, yeah. you just get the regular check coming in. So wow. that's what sandstone is. We take in, I guess the only way to really articulate is it doesn't matter about what industry we support. We have to understand the business. Uh, we have to understand in business integrations. We just got um, blood labs, so they can order it on a either a WordPress site or a um, Shopify site, and that goes from the order there to the blood lab uh, uh, internal system, and then to the blood lab, and they can go to anybody can order it online, and then they go to any of the four thousand locations for their blood lab. All that was being integrated in. That's data mm -hmm. integration. Wow, that's fascinating. That, that so answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So so you guys are you guys raise money for deals or well, are you more consulting yes. for deals? Yeah, we more consult on it and we build people's systems in order to do it. So okay. The, gotcha. the answer is we can build your system to bring in the leads for the accredited investors. And yeah. the best way to do that is organic. Yeah. Uh by the time I get through with, you know, like uh, RT, um, are you at your computer, Justin? I am. Just type in crude space truth. Just crude truth. Tell me what comes up. The crude truth home. So your Podcast. website. Yeah. That would be uh, RT or Ray Trevino. Ray Trevino. Yeah, um, we built his website. We help him with his podcast materials. He's also using another organization for on site, but we work with them. He's one of our podcasts that we do the pr production for. We have about 10 now. Oh, nice. so, um, but that tells you the power of the SEO that we can do. And it's all about in industry thought leadership in SEO. Right. No, that's, that's one thing I, uh, yeah, I see the website. Your website is dope, by the way. <laughs> Man, it's, I, I appreciate that, but I literally have spent like no time on it, mainly because wow. I don't have the bandwidth. You're uh, great, I, man. That is a uh, good site. It's pretty, I mean, again, I appreciate that. Um, but I, I, I do like, and eventually, you know, I don't, I don't know the SEO stuff and all that. And I, I've tried to just play around with it, but, uh, Again, once I once I turn this thing into a real business one day, uh, maybe I'll spend some money on on ramping that part of it up because I know there's so much potential there. Uh, but the downside I just... is you're using uh, Squarespace. Squarespace, okay, I, I don't is, know. Yeah, Squarespace uh, does the quote unquote the SEO automatic. Uh, that it doesn't do a very good job. But yeah, that's for the plug and play guy like me, right? Like I, yeah, I'm sure. Right. So, uh, yeah, maybe but we it, can, it looks dope. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like I have a decent eye for graphically appealing stuff. So, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a conversation we can maybe have offline and whether, again, I just, I, I didn't, there's a lot of potential there 
uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's me, myself, and I, I edit my own podcast. I do everything myself. So, um, you do a great yeah. job. <laughs> Thanks, man. It, yeah, it takes a lot of time, but I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know, but, um, man, Stu, this has been a, a fascinating conversation. We're coming up close to the hour. What else has got you excited? I mean, it's summer now well, we're going into election year. I mean, what, what, what do you think is going to happen next year, man? Like that's a whole nother um, can of worms but, to open up, but, uh, it, it's a huge one. And Justin, I want to extend the offer to come out on my podcast next month or the month after or something. I just truly enjoyed this conversation and yeah. would love to, uh, help support you and the wicked energy any way that I can, as well as, uh, have you on my podcast as well, but oh, I'm, I'm always down to get on, get on the mic with you, buddy. Uh, this, uh, I had so much fun. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that I've always had is the CEOs. When I get done, I try to set the bar so low that they can go on other people's podcasts. And really, uh, <laughs> one of the things that everybody says, is they have an absolute blast on my podcast with, uh, I can see why, uh, CEOs. And we want to get the knowledge. We want to get their company information and their knowledge out. So yeah. that is something that you have, you learn to as you, as you do this what's coming around the corner justin yeah how would you do, do the elevator pitch and 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 kind of where you see things going and maybe some sp- sort of projections for for call it u.s um, oil and gas or energy oil and gas uh i i had some numbers for a long time i i gave up uh when you sit back and take a look at what is going on between um sanctions don't work the Biden administration has weaponized the dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have China and um, BRICS now coming out there. It's going to be a whole new monetary system. You yeah. have uh, Russia um, and uh, I, uh, China and uh, India are selling well below the $60 price and have been. They're trading in yuan and rubles. They are now, the petrodollar is in jeopardy of going away. Will it go away totally? No. What Hmm. will it do? Will somebody want to actually buy uh, the U.S. debt? No. So the U.S. has um, sanctioned and weaponized the dollar. The dollar in years will actually be losing. Take a look at what happened to the British pound, right? Same thing. They they weaponized it and people went. So yeah, you now have new relationships between Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and uh, Venezuela, and uh, two others, and they are all now trading outside of the petrodollar. So it is happening faster than I thought. What is this going to do to OPEC and pricing? I'm scratching what little hair I have left trying to figure <laughs> that out, Justin. Okay. <laughs> and and part of that problem is it's all about um I love Canadians. I love Canada. And I can't believe Biden killed the Keystone. We need right. those rich, heavy oil sands, oil sand from Canada brought down in, and we would not need to import oil from Venezuela or anything else. Let me just say this other thing is, why are we destroying the rainforest for oil for California? We're not. China is. No. It's because they won't use U.S. resources and save Anyway, sorry. So no, there's no, more good. there's more coming around the corner and it's not good for Americans and American oil pricing because of the administration's weaponization of the monetary dollar. Does that make sense? It does. So what Buckle what up. what can the listeners what are some key actionable takeaways that the listeners can do to help? Educate and learn. Reach out to podcasts Substacks, uh, Doomberg. You mentioned Doomberg, classy. Uh, David um, Blackman, he's his Substack. He is a cool cat. 
Um, I mean, he is very knowledgeable. Reach out to industry experts, both in renewable, both in solar. Here's my, also my opinion is pick your investments wisely. Um, and then start looking at possible tougher times coming around the corner next year. Am I going to put a number on it? I can't. Do I think we're in for tough times? Absolutely. If you're in real estate, think about getting out. I mean, I, again, I'm not an expert on investments, but what I'm seeing, it's looking like get out of real estate unless you start picking and choosing the right ones. So Hmm. interesting points. Um, There are investors that don't want to invest in blue states in, in real estate. And I'm like, because Uh of why? Well, think about it. New York is banning natural gas for stoves and cooking. And now New York City is banning wood. Why would you want to have a restaurant in New York City when they're going to ban wood and you're a pizza shop and you got to have a wood fired pizza? Yeah. No, it's you make a good point, actually, is if states are are moving away from traditional energy supplies, the likelihood of energy costs are going to continue to rise in an already existing high cost of living right. areas. So it makes sense. I mean, yep. you know, we're, we, we invest in real estate a lot of quite a bit here in Houston uh, and great? it's done very, very well. And and we're, we're quite bullish on Houston. I mean, Texas in general, Austin absolutely kind of crazy, but, but Houston seems to to still be doing fairly well. Um, and again, I'm no expert in real estate, much more my wife's uh, sandbox, right. but, uh, but nonetheless, I, I think you're right. It's, yeah, yeah. No one really ever knows what's what's going to happen, but educate and learn and and try and make a, a calculated decision and try not to to make draw conclusions based off headlines because nope. that can often lead you astray. Trust no one. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, tr- um, I don't. I used to be a Republican. Uh, real quickly, I know we're out of time, but no, okay. uh, years ago, I used to work with a legislature in Oklahoma wrote uh legislation that funded help fund uh millions and millions of dollars worth of servers and, oh, and wow. everything else now you could not tell the difference love your hair dude absolutely <laughs> love your hair for our I'll podcast listeners I, I i'm a i'm a justin wannabe i'm gonna oh, try yeah. to grow that tonight there so when is. you sit back and, and and you take a look at the old uh politicians you could not tell a democrat from a republican they had back then, and it wasn't that long ago, they cared about the people. It was mm. about the people. We'd have great talks, Republican, Democrat. You came in, yay, this is good legislation. I don't want to vote with anybody anymore. I don't like politicians, Republican mm. or Democrat. I'm more like Cat on Gutfeld, what, an independent now okay yeah sure i am i get it i it's 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 a very similar a very similar response uh you know and and hopefully we can move our way out of our absolutely let's all talk handle politics and 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 then you know especially when you look at and last thing i'll say is it's just it's unfortunate to see you you'll likely have two people running that i don't think either one are good for the country it's just, it's crazy out of the, out of the brilliant people that we have in the U S the 300 and some odd million people, like that's the best we got. Really? Well, the, <laughs> I mean, the Trudeau is no better, but <laughs> no, the media is weaponizing folks. Look at Jay, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy. Yeah. I like what the man's got to say. I do I mean, too. There's, I, yeah. I, 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 the guy's got it going on. Did you see him do push-ups the other day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I got yeah. I got at my gym and I'm, you know, started man. working out. I got to be like him, you know. That's so, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like now I wouldn't mind seeing a Trump uh uh Kennedy ticket. That to me, I now do I want Trump? No. Do I think anybody else can drain the swamp? No. Do I think I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like anything right now. Yeah. How's no, that? that seems to be common. No, it's very common. It's uh, <laughs> one podcast I'd like to listen to is the all in podcast. Yep. It's uh, 
yeah, those guys are, are su- I've only started listening to them for the last maybe month or so, but they do some very, very good um, debate on, on politics. And it's, and, and I just, it's, it's very refreshing and it's, it's not, you right. know, they, they have no skin in the game. I think some of them may be helped with fundraising for certain parties, but they do have some very good, healthy debate about it um, amongst other things, whether it's technology, economics, yeah. um, you know, investment banking, the whole gambit, but uh, it's, there's some great personalities along with it, but uh, nonetheless, this is uh, this has been great. We've touched on a bunch of great Thank points, so Stu. Much. No, I'm, I'm pumped to get this released. Yeah, no, this has been a great way to kick off the weekend. And uh, yeah, any closing last words before we uh, let everyone I just get would back like to, to thank uh, thank you and thank all of our listeners. Uh, the feedback we get is phenomenal. Um, who would have guessed that in 1977, when I graduated, uh, that I would be a, a podcast host now, you know, uh, yeah. and, I, and having a blast doing it. Well, I, I commend you, man. It's, uh, it's always, you know, regardless of where you're at in life is doing doing something new, learning new things, yep. uh, jumping into things that feel a little uncomfortable. I, I think it's amazing, man. So that's like they always say, there's no old dogs as, as long as they keep learning new tricks, right? I feel sorry <laughs> for my wife. Mentally, I'm 12. <laughs> that's good, man. I love it. Well, all the listeners appreciate everything. I'll do the spiel, you know, share, review, like. Um, if Yeah, if you feel like, you know, actually for all the listeners out there, do me a huge favor. When If you're driving, don't do this. But if you're at your computer or doing something, you got your AirPods in, um, share this with one person. That would be amazing uh, at the very least. Um, you know, just appreciate the support and, and uh, the feedback that I've gotten. And for all the listeners out there, always remember that everyone deserves access to energy and we is greater than me. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Wicked Energy with JG. And look, if you or your organization wants to start a podcast, please visit my website and sign up for a free guide on how to start a successful podcast. Once you get through it, let me know if you have any questions or getting started. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Peace.